Welcome back to another episode of the Ravenpuff Podcast. I'm Sita. And I am Isla. And today we will be destroying our brain cells again mm. uh, by talking about Stellar Loon, the ninth, aka tenth book. Book nine, but it's the tenth book. Doesn't yeah, really of the, the Keeper of the Lost Cities series. Um, are we mentally prepared for this? Definitely mm, not. No, no, we are not. No, but before we get into that, we have three emails to read. Yes. Said that she loves the podcast. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And how in the world did you get your podcast cover? It's so amazing. Um, well, it was drawn by me. Because yeah. I am amazing. Yeah, Sita's art skills are very <laughs> it was, nice. It was drawn by me like a year ago. Yeah, and um, before that. And before that, that one was bad. And she also asked, who do you think Sophie is going to end up with? Which we will get into later. Because mm-hmm. that was a thing of this book. Because this, I'm pretty sure, was sent before the book came out. Yeah. And I don't know how long this will take for editing, but uh, what day is it? It's um Sunday. And probably Isla took like three days to read it, and I took like four. I finished it last night. Yeah, I mean, we should probably wait a little bit so that other people can get their copies and read it. Just know it's a lot closer to when the book came out. Yeah, when we're recording. So these are like our raw thoughts. Yeah, I finished it last night, and my brain died. And then we have another email from Charlotte, and it was very nice. They asked for book recommendations. Uh, which I feel like I have a lot, but then the moment someone asks me, I'm like, uh. Um, books we haven't talked about on the podcast. Um, we read a lot of murder mystery books that we don't talk about on the podcast. Like, One of Us is Lying, which is like the god and, of and YA um, <laughs> mystery books, along I, with Good I thought Rules. it was fine. I didn't really love it. I like Good Rules Guide to Murder a lot more than One of Us is Lying. I like Good Rules. But, yeah, and then Good the, Rules Guide to Murder. And both of those authors have other stuff that's pretty good too yes uh and then let's see i always recommend a book series called skyward um by brandon sanderson i haven't read yet but i want all of his YA books are really good i recommend brandon sanderson if you're more of a um realistic fiction person which you probably aren't if you listen to this podcast because we like exclusively talk about fantasy (laughs) but the Vanderbeekers of 121st Street is a really mm-hmm. good book. That one's one of my favorites. Uh, anything by Melissa Meyer. Oh yes, is absolutely amazing. Miss Marissa Meyer, my like favorite author. Yes, like we talk um, about all of our like favorite favorite books. Yeah. Well, I don't know. The only ones I can think of are more like middle grade, yeah. more, more than YA. Uh, any of the Rick Garden presents books. Yeah, those are, those all, are really all really good. good. Yes, thank you, Charlotte. That was a very nice email. And then we have one more from Olivia, who recommends the... Serafina? Serafina? Serafina or Serafina series by Robert... Beattie? Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Like we said, we're really bad with names. We're sorry. Yeah. Uh, But that is something I have not heard of. Yes, we will probably look it up after we're done recording. Indeed. So that was three emails. Thank you for all of those. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you want to send us an email, you can send it to us at ravenpuffpodcast at gmail.com. All lowercase. I'm pretty sure it's all lowercase. Uh We can read your question and give you a shout out. 
or we can give you a pet a shout out. We do pet shout outs apparently. Yep, I guess that's a thing we do. Should we get into it? Uh yeah, let's 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 get into it. All right. Here we go. <laughs> where where do we start? Okay. General review of the book. Let's see. I, I um okay. I tried to be organized and write yes. stuff down in a journal. Our, our rating system. Okay. What out of seven corn cobs? I'm gonna give it four. Four out of seven corn cobs. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, we'll kind of talk about it. But. I mean, okay. So you wanted to talk about the pacing. Well, I I, I wanted I have some initial ini- initial thoughts that I kind of wrote down, and I guess this kind of goes into the pacing. I've said it feels like it's kind of a lot and not a lot at the same time. Yeah. Like, for the second to last book in the series, I was kind of expecting, like... More action. Action, like, finally figuring some stuff out. A lot of stuff didn't happen until... There was no, like, big climax, I didn't think, until the end. Like, literally, like, the last 20 pages. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, even then, like, the 20 pages just... They didn't, like, clear anything up. Yeah. They just kind of added more, and I'm like, Shannon, you already have, like, so many plot holes you need to fill. I know. Like, maybe let's not add more stuff. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, half, most of the book was just, like, waiting for the council to approve. It, okay, so, um, I always forget to do this. Oh, yeah. Spoiler warning. Major spoiler warning. For all of Keeper of Lost Cities and Stellarine. Yeah. So, I mean, you probably already knew that coming in, but just gonna disclaimer. Yeah. Yeah, most of the book felt like it was, they were just kind of waiting for the council to, like, approve that meeting with Trix. Mm-hmm. While they just, like, went to Foxfire and spent 50 pages looking at Kenrick's cash. I, I mean, that's how you say it. Okay, I'm glad Sophie, like, went back to school. I yeah. forgot that Foxfire closed. I forgot that it existed. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad she went back to school. Uh, they spent so long on Kenrick's cash. Oh, just like, it was so annoying. Oh, like, one memory done, down to the next. Just focus on the important ones, even if they don't seem important at the moment. Like, like the one where they're just, like, talking to Bronte about the gnome. Like, that one wasn't even very important. Yeah. Like, they could have just said, oh, there was Bronte and a sick gnome. They didn't have to go into it in, like, a bunch of detail. Isla did notice a typo. I did. <laughs> yes, I found a, a typo. Um, and now I need to find what page it's on. Uh, okay, so you need to talk while I find it. Okay. Uh, also a bit of a warning. Our thoughts about the book may not be that positive. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, so, you know, if you're someone who doesn't want, who, like, really likes the series, then good for you, and you don't want to hear people talk about the things they don't like about it, then, uh, yeah. I recommend just, like, maybe not listening to this one. Mm-hmm. Because so, these are just our opinions. You can have yours. On page 199 of, like, the standard hardcover that got sent out to most people, I think. Yeah. It's okay. the same for me. Um, at the top of the page, they're actually doing the thing with Bronte. And yeah. the, they're talking about, like, this gnome that was, like, had, like, poisoned or whatever. And they're, like, and uh, also confirmed, Elwin is, like, the only doctor in the Lost City. I know. He's, okay, because in my mind... Elwyn is, like, you, you know, like, still relatively young, like, recently out of Foxfire. Uh-huh. But he's, like, 
He's the he's Fox Five's doctor. He's like the council's personal doctor. I know. Like he's the only doctor in the lock. I guess elves like don't get sick very much. Yeah. Like they don't get sick or die very often, but still. Uh huh. But basically, it's like um. But Ellen will know for certain. They're talking about Ellen, who's gonna come see this gnome. And then Bronte says, "I'm certain Edwin can hail you if he can't find us." And Edwin, and there's no mention of any Edwin, or they're talking about Elwin, and so, um... Edwin. Edwin. That was, that was big brain of me catching that mistake. Two years of editing, and that managed to slip by. Yeah, again, that's another thing. Like, I get, like, Shannon had to raise a baby child, and I get that, like, raising a baby child is difficult, because baby children are very weird and annoying. But, <laughs> uh, but also, like... For, for a book that had, like, two years to be worked on and to be edited, like, I was kind of expecting a little bit more. Maybe my standards were too high because it also had, like, two of my favorite characters on the cover. And, like, we've kind of grown out of these yeah, books a little bit. because... Like, when we first read them, we were right in the target age range. Yeah. Like, we've gone from, like... Beginning of COVID, 2019, 2020. Because we've gone, like middle grade to YA now yeah so now that we are our brains are like in a YA young adult zone mm-hmm. it, it is a little difficult to like revert back to the middle grade mm-hmm. things uh so yeah I feel like that's important to acknowledge that we are a little above the target age range yeah and I would like to uh just trying to talk about like again this is probably just being used to ya um but like the way that she writes we've talked about her like fan fiction kind of way mm-hmm. but it it just it just annoys me her use of like very extensive paragraphing and like the elongated words like I, so significantly and like using four exclamation points and all capitals yeah and stuff like and also like, there was a major overuse of the i forget what it's called dot 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 yeah. You know, like the dot, dot, dots. Mm-hmm. And I get that I use that a lot in, like, my annotations. Yeah. But I'm not the person writing the book. My annotations are weird and stupid. So, yeah, I guess, I guess maybe, like, Shannon's writing style isn't our, our favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying not to be too negative here. Yeah. But it is our honest opinion. Yeah. Should we talk about the characters? Yeah. Because a lot has happened with the characters. A lot. And I'm not just talking like Sophie Heaven Fitz. Like, Lady Gisela is a conjurer now. Mm-hmm. That, that's a thing now. Mm-hmm. And I, everyone has been theorizing about her having a second ability for a while. Yeah. And, like, yeah, she gets an ability. I don't know. They, they talked about it for, like, a little bit. Then that was, like, kind of, I don't know. And I feel like that part was done well enough that Lady yeah. Gisela was a conjurer. Like, that was... There is, like, this weird... We talked about this a bit in the theory video. Mm-hmm. Or not video. Episode. <laughs> but there is, like, a weird, mild, Cassius redemption arc happening. Yeah, it was... A it was, little bit. I, I, something is happening with him, and I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah. But I'm just gonna leave it at that. Call it a redemption arc? Not a redemption arc, but definitely, like, a yeah empathy arc sympathy arc i don't really know i don't yeah i don't know either oh i found one more kind of plot hole thing i don't know it's not that big of a deal but basically again during kenrick's memories 
she's like she put uh she pointed to a background which looked like some kind of meadow or maybe it was a field sophie can never remember the difference she has a photographic memory and read the entire human encyclopedia Mm-hmm. i think she knows the difference of a meadow or a field but also like that's the thing i have shannon just like specifically with sophie and keith they both have photographic memories mm-hmm. keith's is not relevant except for using it as an excuse of why he was able to skip a grade mm-hmm. and sophie's i guess is i don't really know it's i guess it like comes in handy sometimes yeah or like and keith's memory is also used for like his artwork and stuff but still mm-hmm. like sophie's here like miss five abilities and a photographic memory mm-hmm. she can't remember the difference between a field or a meadow yeah and, like, Shannon tries to make Sophie relatable, which is, like, good, because I can't, I don't know the difference between a field and a meadow. I use the words interchangeably. Well, yeah. with a meadow, I usually would talk about something in nature, but a field would be, like, yeah, something more, like, man Like your, like, school field. Yeah. Whatever. A meadow has, like, flowers. Yeah. But, like, still. I feel like I was, like, skimming through the annotated edition of the first book, and Shannon was talking about, like, how, like, the secret fantasy is getting the facts right. And I feel like that was a little bit of a mess up here. I don't know. It just made me... I was like, mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, back to the characters. Can we talk about Glimmer? Yeah, slash... let's talk about Glimmer slash... I said Ronnie. I said Rainy. Should, Should we, we look up the name? Yeah. Uh... Rainy. Rainy. It's Rainy? I think it's Rainy. Oh, Ray Nye? Ray Nye? Is there like I don't know. I can't find something that looks like a trustworthy source. Yeah, that one's not. That one's spelled Rainy. Not even like spelled Ray Nye? I don't think it's Ray Nye. That's a weird name. Ray Nye sounds weird. Rainy. We can go with Rainy. Okay, let's go with Rainy. I'll probably still end up saying Ronnie in my head. Yeah, Ronnie. No, Rainy. I like Ronnie. No. Rainy. Okay, let's All go right. with Rainy. Um, yeah. So, Rainy. Slash Glimmer is just the new character. Someone tell us how to pronounce that name. We don't know. The new plot line. You know, like, I was... The entire fandom spent the last, like, three years <laughs> theorizing about what Glimmer's identity could be. And it's just, like, a new character. And I'm like, Really? Like, that's anticlimactic. Like, I was kind of hoping, like, I know that in, like, all the, I've made, like, fan art of what I thought Glimmer would look like in the mm-hmm. past, and it was always, like, a new character that hasn't been mentioned before, but honestly, if, for, like, canon, I was kind of hoping he would be, like, what's her name, like, Eleanor? Yeah. Yeah, that was a really good That, that was a big that, theory, that, that was she was really Eleanor, good. and I think that's a good idea, because, like, the green door guy like we don't know what's up with him and nothing new came out of this i know they mentioned him. it like once yeah like, like at least he was mentioned it was like, like oh i've got my hood down i'm so mysterious and yeah you've never seen me before yeah and i don't know and it, we just like found out everything about her within the span of like two chapters and it doesn't give her like any reason to like hide her identity for so long mm-hmm. like i I have a feeling that there's, like, something else coming to her later yeah. in the 10th book. Mm-hmm. But, like, 
this book already has too many characters. And as much as I like liked her personality mm-hmm. and liked her character throughout the book, so that was like a positive. I liked her, but also I feel like, um, you know, we didn't need a new character, and also a lot of the characters, like if you took most of their, if you took their dialogue out of content, like okay, Ro, Morella, Stina, and Rainy. They all had, like, very similar personalities and dialogue Yeah, in this, I felt like. Uh, like, it's fine to have characters that are similar, but when it's, like, four pretty important characters that all kind of talk the same. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't really know how to explain that. But, uh, yeah, I, I was a little disappointed. It was a bit anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like Glimmer was the perfect opportunity to wrap up some plot lines. Mm-hmm. And instead, it just kind of added more. Anna talks about how the tribunal that when Sophie first came to the Lost City saw, everyone theorized that it was Lynn's tribunal. And that would have been really cool. Yeah. But it was Rainey's parents' tribunal. Yeah. So it's like, great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, okay. Dex was nice and relevant, though. Yeah, like, I Dex like was that. Very we got... Okay. I think during this book, I realized I think one of the major reasons of why Never Seen is my favorite Hebrew book. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because, uh, one, it was early enough in the series for me to still have hope. Yeah. <laughs> and everything to not be like overly complicated and stuff. Um, but also, it's because since Sophie and her friends were all with the Never Seen for most of the time, we got to see a lot more of Sophie interacting with other kids rather than interacting with adults. Yeah. And that's something I noticed in this book a lot. Like, I just got so tired of Sophie interacting with the adults all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I much, I like it a lot better when she's with other kids. Yeah, definitely. And it was like, Grady and, and I love Grady and Adeline, but it was like Grady and Adeline, Forkle, Orly. Yeah, like. And I feel like I get this that, book, like, she tried to, like, bring back all the characters that everyone missed. Mm-hmm. And it was almost, like, too much. Yeah. Because Gen- we got... Like, Gen Z came back. Which is, like, great. We love Gen Z. Like, we stand Gen Z. Yeah. But now we have another character that we need to think about. Another character and, like, another plot. And... Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> like, nothing against Gen Z. We love Gen Z. It's just, like... Okay, let's let's talk about the relevant characters. Or like the characters that have some sort of plot going on. Obviously there's Sophie, Keith, Fitz, uh, Biana, Dex, Tam, Lynn, Morella, Maruka, Stina, Maruka, Wiley. Stina, Wiley. And then uh, there's Grady and Evelyn. Rainy. Rainy, uh, Bronte, Orly. Orly, uh, Kenrick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and are we counting the bad guys too? Yeah. Well, then there's Vespera, uh, Gisela, in this this book on tricks. Tricks, uh, Jency. Uh, anyway, we're past twenty characters already. Yeah. And as you can see, that's kind of too much. To yeah. Like... like, there's a reason why most really good fantasy books have like a trio of main characters and not or like, like ten of them. Or you know, like, yeah, you know, characters or like. I don't know how it's helpful when characters are like in a like smaller group Mm -hmm. especially because then you don't have to focus on a bunch of other people because then it feels kind of scattered around Mm -hmm. 
I didn't find myself like you know I I like the two POVs that Unlocked did um Mm -hmm. I kind of missed that I was like okay Sophie I want to hear about another character now Mm -hmm. honestly Sophie was pretty annoying in this book Yeah, she had like a she was really stubborn. Yeah. And she kinda like which thought like, her opinion was the best opinion. Which though it was annoying, I feel like I can't blame her. Yeah. Like I feel like that is kind of a realistic thing, but it after a while it was just like, come on, Sophie. I know. <laughs> and she like kind of got mad at her friends for getting mad at her. And I was like, I'm kind of with your friends on this one, Sophie. Yeah, the entire time I was Because like, she wasn't even thinking about them. Like, Stina should that, be the main character. She wasn't even thinking about them when she lit that fire. Mm-hmm. And, like, now they all have to kind of, like, face the consequences. Though, I, I do think... I am pro-arsonist Sophie. <laughs> yes, I am I am pro-Sophie lighting the never-seen's cave on fire. But still. But still, yeah. Uh, speaking of things I was disappointed in... Can we talk about Keith? <laughs> I think we were kind of avoiding that previously. Yeah. Uh, but this episode is going to be very long and very chaotic. Indeed. Okay, I... There were two things I was expecting, and neither of them happened. Yeah. I, that... The first one was that it was going to be like, uh, uh, what, what's the one after Never Seen? Lodestar. Lodestar. It was going to be like a Lodestar thing. Well, Keith isn't gone for very long. Keith's gone for most of Lodestar. No, but he appeared at the beginning to tell Sophie that he wasn't evil. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But, you know. Uh, And then I was kind of pleasantly surprised when we didn't hear from him, like, at all for Uh a while. So then my second theory, which I thought was more likely, is that he was going to show up in some sort of final battle and, like, save the day. And that didn't happen either. Neither of those happened. They just, like, found him pretty easily. And then he just was like, all right, I'm coming back now. Yeah. And it was kind of nice that she didn't spend the entire, that portion of the book searching for him. But it almost felt a little too quick to to shift views. Like, she spent, like, the first two chapters freaking out. And then she went to Cassius's. And she spent, like, two chapters talking with Cassius. And then she was like, yeah, I think we should just let him be. And, I mean, that makes sense. But I feel like there could have been a little bit of a better story arc. And, mm-hmm. like, it felt like a really fast pivot. Yeah. And then he was just kind of back. Yeah, and, and then like they pretty... just kind of... And then, like, Vespera was like, oh, yeah, you can just hook up. Oh, yeah, Vespera's dead now. Oh, yeah. I was, like, I was thinking that there was going to be at least one main character that died. Yeah. Or, like, some... But there was, like, one death. It happened really fast at the very end. And it was basically just Vespera, like, exploded, but then was, like, turned into glass. Didn't yeah, really I don't know what sense. happened. But, like, yeah, that, that's back to the pacing of this book. It was, like, the entire thing felt like a build-up for something that never happened. Yeah. You know, or, like, it was, like, I don't know, you can't see my hand. But, you know, how in school they talk about, like, something's pyramid, or, like, the upside-down checkmark, whatever. Or, like, you, like, build up to the climax, and then there was a shorter descent down. Uh-huh. You know? And, like, I get it's a series, so the climax doesn't always, like, happen in the middle. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was, like, it wasn't, it wasn't a mountain. It was more like a, a field. Not yeah. a meadow, a field. 
like a field with a little hill. Mm-hmm. With a little, wait, no. The hill, like, never descended. Yeah. I don't know where this metaphor is going. Or yeah. simile. But whatever I, I feel is. like Legacy was a better book in mm-hmm. terms of plotting. Yeah. Because it was good. They had, like, motive Tam was with the Never Seen. And they had a bunch on the line with Keith's legacy. Mm-hmm. And they had a really big, important climax. Yeah. Which they, which things got solved. They figured out what Stellar Loon was. It was good. And then they escaped and they had Glimmer. Mm-hmm. And Keith wouldn't wake up, leaving us something to some, something to be resolved in the next book. But still kind of some cool down after that climax. And like yeah. a little more, or how do you say that? Yeah. With, with this book, it was like... I almost feel the like the climax she... wasn't until like the last few chapters, mm-hmm. and it didn't like there was no descent afterward. Yeah. It ended like in the middle of the climax. Yeah, I can't tell if either Shannon's getting kind of tired of these books, or if she's like kind of the opposite, where she's like, "Oh, they still need to go to Foxfire and do all this and do all of this, so we'll just mm-hmm. do this for like a long time and then we'll do this." Oh, but we still have to add a little bit of something with the never seen, so we'll just do this at the end and like. I, I feel like if she was tired of these books, um, I, I feel like it would have ended by now. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, the the Kavo scene didn't happen until, like, the very end, and, uh, it also ended with introducing yet another mm. new character. They killed off, like, one big villain to bring, uh, I guess it's not. Well, like, Vestra was not relevant. Ugh. Yeah. You're crashing in the background, my brother. Um, there she was, she was relevant in Nightfall, and she wasn't, like, relevant. She was, like, a little bit relevant in Legacy, and then mm-hmm. not relevant at all in Unlocked. And then she was, like, back at this one, because they're like, oh, you bring back Vesper. And then it's, she was just like, yeah, we need to work together, so I'm just going to give you all this information that should be helpful. Because, yeah. like, Giselle's not with the Never Seen anymore, you can try keep doing this, and she's planning on doing this, and I can break the illusions around Asylum. You just have to, like, give me this crystal. Like, you just have to take me there. And then she, like, doesn't, didn't even, like, have any ulterior motive. I don't And then she, like, died. I don't know what the plot of this book was. Yeah. I don't, I mean, (laughs) that's what happens to me, like, every time I read a keyboard. Maybe they're just, like, too big and too packed with stuff for my brain to understand. But I always end, and I'm just like, what just happened? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and the cliffhanger, like, it didn't, like, hit me like a truck, like, like some of the other have. ones did. Let's see, the ones that hit me the hardest were probably the one at the end of Unlocked. Let me, let me go get my books. Um, um, the one about Prentice. Oh, the one up. with Amy. Oh, yeah, Amy. And the one about Prentice, that one. Yeah. I don't know why, but that one kind of destroyed me. <laughs> Let's yeah. see, what was at the end of the night? As much as I love, like, the the squad of Morella, Lynn, Skeena, and Maruka, it felt like for a lot of this book, they were just kind of all grouped together. You know, like, they didn't have really... I guess, I don't know, it's complicated. It's hard to explain. But, like, especially in the beginning, it was all, like, just the the four of them constantly being referred to as like always one group and then Stina like kind of speaking for all of them Mm -hmm. which like I guess later they got to see their individual Mm -hmm. things a bit more Uh, also I want to know like how they became friends 
Because they, because, you know, it was just in the, also, like, all of them are going to Morella's training now. Yeah. And, like, it was like they were friends, and the, they started off the Lynn short story with it, acting like they were all, like, already friends. And we know that Steen and Marika were friends, mm-hmm. and that, like, Lynn and Morella were friends. And I know that, like, Morella was kind of friends with Steen and Maruka for a bit, but that was only because to get back at Sophie for Uh ditching her. So, like, I don't really know what happened. Yeah. Also, this book had much longer chapters than the other Kiva books. Hmm. Like, this one had, like, 45, no, 40, yeah, like, 45 chapters. And I was just looking through the other books, and most of them had much closer to, like, 90 chapters. And they all have around 600, 700 pages. Yeah. Like, from Never Seen All. Yeah. Also, okay, the, the problem with um, spending two years away from a book series and only involving yourself in the fandom, because, you know, the fandom of the books is very different from the content of the actual books, yeah. if that makes sense. Uh-huh. To the point where my brain kind of got worked into the fandom yeah. of, like, or, like, my, or, like, what characters look like, how they act, and then, so there was a lot of descriptions of characters in this book that I just had to go, like, what? That is, are we talking about the same person? Because that is not, like, Tam, there was a scene that was about, like, Lynn and Tam, and Sophie was, uh, like, even though Tam was taller than Lynn, and I'm like, no, he's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you talking about? Lynn, Lynn is, like, tall and Tam is short. Are we going to talk about the chiseled chin? We are. That's what I'm going... Dex is described with a chiseled chin and a sharp jawline. And so... Uh, and I just like, called you Sophie. And <laughs> Caesar can't get over that. No, I can't. Because that just brings in the mind of, like, Giga Chad Dex. <laughs> and that doesn't fit right with my... Inter- also, Dex is still shorter than Sophie, and no one can tell me otherwise. Facts. Yeah, the cliffhanger, um... Asylum is, like, a person. Yeah. Also, if you see in the Owl House, Asylum is the collector, and you can't convince me otherwise. <laughs> That's canon. That's confirmed. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, also, kind of glad she's a female. Just saying. Just putting that out there. It's another, I mean, but, like. I'm just, like, flipping through my notes in this book, and there was a random line that was, like, that asked his dad if cognates can date. Which, oh. like, brings up a really weird mental image of, like, yeah. I can't do an accent. Yeah, I guess we should probably talk about that now. So there was, like, um, some stuff happened on regards to the, the fandom's favorite topic, <sighs> the love triangle. Just me. It's just me. Yeah, um, hug the animal for emotional support. Okay. So Sophie and, and Keith are um canon now. Mm. That's that that's a, that's a thing now. Yeah, that's a thing now. Um, not sure how I feel about that. It, it felt like something. It kind of, it almost felt like my Mer- Maryland fanfic that I wrote a really long time ago. Hmm. Like just kind of like the like, like the like the realization. And it felt like, like, she'd been oblivious for, like, so long that it felt so strange. I know. And I'm not saying that it was, like, no, I am happy that the great foster oblivion is over. 
Like, mm-hmm. thank God took you long enough, Sophie. But Jeez. but it's just a weird adjustment to yeah. now see Sophie, like, not be oblivious. Also, she, like, had the whole realization that she, like, also liked Keith while he was gone. Yeah. Which was really weird. I mean, it kind of makes sense. It does. But like, felt- like, you know, you don't realize how much you appreciate something until it's gone. Mm-hmm. Like, she has those, like, she sort of acknowledges it, and then she has that conversation with Ro, and mm-hmm. she spends a whole chapter just, like, like, we don't talk about that chapter. <laughs> She's just, like, talking about how, like, wonderful and amazing Keith is, <laughs> and then it just gets, like, super awkward, and it's, like, all she can think about, mm-hmm. which, like, is kind of realistic, I guess. Like, yeah. I mean, I kind of get, like, that, like, realization, you're like, oh, and then, like, it's like, ugh. Um, I wouldn't know. <laughs> but then, like, I don't know. It felt kind of like a Soki fanfic, like where she's back at Foxfire, and like then she does, and then, and then she does like cognate training with Fitz. Oh yeah, and, that was intense. And they do like the cognate was it the, the in, inquisitive. I've in- said inquisitation. That's not right. It's like the Inquisition or something. In- I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. But basically, they had to go into like this certain spot in the other person's mind. And then, um, they, like, do trigger words and see how much they affect them. And, like... And there was, like, a number? Oh, yeah. And then they, like, tested their, like, brain power on this, like, gadget, and it gave them a number. But basically, like, they do it, and, like, keep it... Can't talk. Fitz is, like, talking to her. And he's like, yeah, I still like you. And... I, okay. Mm. Okay, but when Sophie did tell him that she and Keith were together, he took it a lot better than I thought he would. Mm-hmm. So, like, good job, Fitz. Yes. At least. That was, like... Shannon could have pulled a gale in the woods of Isla. Mm-hmm. And completely... I don't like... I still don't like Fitz. Yeah. <laughs> that does not mean I like Keith. I just don't like Fitz. I think Fitz is alright. I know. Whatever. I know you do. But, like... Yeah, he handled it better, and, like, they had, like, good brain power after that. And then she, like, took him to go do the, uh, like, to go to Asylum with them. And that was good. I was like, oh my gosh, yay, they're not bad. And then he just, like, wasn't there. Like, she, yeah. And then she just, like, went with Keith. And Fitz was, like, stuck with, like, Tam. Yeah. Or someone. Yeah, there, there was, like, I, I've talked about this, like, a lot to Isla, but in this book... There was also, like, I've noticed how in each book there are, like, normally it's, like, a trio mm-hmm. of people, of, like, Sophie and her friends that kind of, like, you know, they like they get separated into groups a lot. Yeah. And normally the groups are, like, Sophie's either with, like, Keith or Fitz. Mm-hmm. It's, like, Dex and Be. There was some nice Dex and Bianca content. Yes, this book gave me hope for Dex and Bianca. So that was nice. Uh, you know, Lynn and Morella. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but this time, the group was, like, Sophie, Dex, and Tam. Yeah. Which was pleasantly surprising. Mm-hmm. Because Indeed. that's a trio of people that I never thought about, like, really interacting with each other that much. Mm-hmm. Or as, like, being a trio. But they were a trio in this book. And when they were, like, together, I kind of liked that. Yeah. It was nice to see Sophie away from her love interest for once. There was also a lot of nice uh, platonic Sophie and Dex. Yeah. Which, you know, after Dex being ignored for a long time was really nice. 
Rihanna still needs to, like, get back. Yeah. Again, though, just too many characters. They can't all be relevant. Yeah. But, like, you... But it's, like... Mm-hmm. Nah. Like, but about Fiona and Dex. Like, I feel like they say, like, your partner is supposed to be, like, your best friend. And, like, that's kind of how I feel about them. Like, I feel like yeah. they're, like, best friends. I... And, like... I like them platonically, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they're great platonically. I just don't want Fiona to end up with Tam. Yeah. Or Tam to, like, was... end up with Glimmer or something. I'm Thankfully, not... there was, like, very little, like, Tam love interest stuff. Like, there was no Tiana or Tam, Glam. Tam blushed once because Maruka said something. And I know that's going on the fandom. Well, that was but about, like, like, that was about, like, his ability, power. But, like... And that yeah. was because he was embarrassed. Yeah. It wasn't, like, flattery. No, but she was, like, complimenting. Really? I thought yeah. she was saying, like... No, she was like, well, well they were talking about... are so cool. Oh, I thought they were talking... Oh, maybe. I thought they were talking about, like, the shadow plane and he's Lizzie Bushies. Like, I don't know. I've never heard of that before. Hmm. Maybe that also happened. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I predicted it that Keith and Grady are gonna train together. <gasps> which is a nice bonding moment for them. Yes. Uh... What else? My thoughts are very jumbled. Like, I keep trying to be organized, but it never works. And, like, like Grady, like, gave Keith the Imparter in, like, uh, Unlocked, and then that was never used or yeah. became relevant at, like, any point in time. And, like, okay, I'm glad that Morella has some relevance, but she's also kind of only being used to, like, talk to Fenton. Yeah. You know? And again, it's difficult because I, like, I love, like, all these characters, and I want them all to be relevant, but also when they're all relevant, it's way too much, and I can't, like... Yes. <laughs> Let's see, what else, what else did I, um, write down? Oh, um, something oh. is happening with Ro. Oh, because yeah. she did gonna... not come back yeah. when Keith came home, and, and it's I'm... been, like, a week. Like, I was so scared for Ro. I am so, I am so scared, scared Because, again, it, like, ended without... Uh-huh. Like, I get they always end in cliffhangers, but you can end with a cliffhanger and still have, like, a conclusion. Yeah. You know? Um, it is, I think it is canon that Gisela ran them over, uh, ran Ethan and, and Eleanor over with a double-decker bus. Facts. I think that is canon now, because Keith, like, made a drawing of the spot where they died, and he drew a double-decker bus mm-hmm. in front of it. So, that, I don't know if that's canon, but also, like... I'm taking that to mean that it's canon. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's this one, like, line after Vesper died where Sophie's like, she made herself think the words, Vespera is dead. And I, like, I, like, I don't know if Sophie just being, like, in the actual situation is like that or if I just, she or just has better mental health than me. Or if our brain cells are just dead. Because I was just like, meh, Lol. never liked her anyway. <laughs> um. And she's just like, <gasps> the heart. Um, which, like, I think it's us and our, our inability to take these books seriously anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, like, a brief second, I thought the title, Keeper of the Lost Cities, was actually going to be relevant. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, of this, like, one conversation that, like, between Mr. Forkel and Sophie... Is that what you want? To be the official keeper of all the Lost City's secrets? Sophie shook her head. Not really. And I was like, like, okay. 
Sophie does not need more responsibilities. I know. But it's been 10 books, and she is still not a keeper of the Lost Cities. If anything, Amy is keeper of the Lost Cities. Yeah. But, like, Amy's not that relevant. Yeah, we saw Amy for, like, two seconds. Um, uh, I said that the, um, the preface kind of felt different in this book, and I think I figured out why. Because Sophie isn't scared out of her freaking mind. <laughs> All of the other ones have always been, like, going the climax or mm-hmm. going, like, some sort of suspenseful moment. Yeah. And this isn't. Mm-hmm. Also, I imagine, like, a silent, like, I guess it's supposed to be just kind of, like, a normal place, but I, I imagine it, like, really, like, kind of, like, beautiful with, like, I don't know why, but you know how they always talk about how elves having purple grass? What? Kind of imagine it with, because they have, like, different colored grass and stuff. Oh. And so I imagine it, like, it's, like, really pretty and, like, the light comes down and you know that thing where there's, like, the water drops in the air yeah. and the sun goes through that and then there's, like, the, the grass and, like, pretty trees and animals and stuff. There's, like, there's, like, a whole, uh, paragraph of Sophie describing the leaves she is eating. Yeah. (laughs) The leaves she is eating. She's, like, they tasted, like, sweet and sour chicken. And she was, like, she looked around at everyone else. sweet and spicy. She looked around at everyone else in the room, realizing that none of them, like, like, do any of them actually know what this tastes like? Sophie wondered. I know. And that was just, that was really funny to me for some reason. She has this whole... Like, with all the stressful stuff, she has this whole paragraph of just, like, thinking about these leaves that taste like chicken. And there's also, like, the mental image of just, like, chewing on some leaves in this whole cafeteria. Mm-hmm. And the purple celery. Yeah, because, you know, it's, like, fall right now, so I'm just imagining, like, those leaves off the ground, and so we're just, like, <laughs> like munching on them. Yeah. She's like, hmm, chicken. There was a lot of, like, this book was so weird, because there was, like, it felt like there was a lot, but also not a lot. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like Shannon, like, is trying to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. So, in this book, she was, like, bringing back a lot of characters we hadn't seen in a while. Yeah. Like, like, like Amy and Jensie and Valen was even mentioned, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and those random ancient baggers that keep getting mentioned. Yeah. Like Louisa and We've met her uh, before, or, um, didn't we? Fallon, Fallon Backer. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's more, but is I Fintan don't Is Fintan still alive? Yeah, Fintan is still alive. He's I training with Morella. Oh yeah, duh. <laughs> I, I can't I can never I can't I can't is, what's up with Geffen? Yeah, Geffen has like no one's talked about Geffen in like a long time. And and, and like, the entire fandom is convinced that he's Sophie's biological father. Because, like, who else would it be? <laughs> I mean, yeah. And everyone's like, oh, that's where she got her telepathy from. But she got her telepathy from Mr. Forkel, I think. Because mm. Mr. Forkel is a telepath, and they said that it is his DNA. So, that's... So, Sophie's, like, a weird uh, combination of Mr. Forkel, Orly, Greyfell... <laughs> Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah, the, the Alcorn. And probably Fendon. Or not Fendon. Probably Geffen. I know. Sophia's Sophia's three four dads counting five dads counting Wait. Counting mm-hmm. her human dad and Grady. Wouldn't it 
You know how cool if I just got this like totally randomly. If Glimmer had been Jolie. Right, like if, Jolie. I if, forgot about if Jolie. If Jolie, like, hadn't died and she'd been with the Neverseen this whole time. The timelines don't line up, I know. But Jolie's a conjurer. Oh, yeah, that's true. I think. Yeah, is. no, that's true. Like, yeah, but, like, again, Glimmer should have been someone relevant. I know. Not like, a new the character. The Jolie plotline, the number one rule of fantasy is if you haven't seen the body, they're not dead. Mm-hmm. Even if they died and in, Disney like, a movies fire. and Disney movies and like mystery books, especially if they fall off a cliff into like water. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> we just watched Black Panther two nights ago. So, what else happened in this book? It... Um. Um. So keep his canon. Yeah. So we talked about canon. that already, but like I'm because so if Soki of... hadn't become canon, the fanon would like the fanon. The fandom would, like, actually come after her, though. Yeah. So she kind of had to make so keep canon. It... And, I mean, it sort of worked, but, like, yeah. not really. I mean, okay, that was one of the questions of the episode. I think Sophie and Keith, they're not going to have an easy relationship, but I think they will end up together. Yeah, I think they're going to be endgame. Mm-hmm. There's no hope with it. No, there's and, no like, hope with it. At this point, I feel like Shannon can't have Sophie date both of them and end it with her being with none of them. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, he's probably gonna, she's probably gonna end up, she's gonna and end like, up with Keith. We just, and I feel like she might pair off Fitz with someone else. Well, I really because, hope she doesn't. Yeah, me too. But I feel like that he would do that to, like, still give Fitz, like, someone if he's not with Sophie. Better not be Morale or Lynn. I know, it was like, like, do Maruka. Mar- I'd be fine-ish mm. with Maruka. It's better than it being Morella or Lynn, but, like, still, please, no. Not, you know. You know, how about, like, Dex or something? No, wait. <laughs> no, wait. Who else is there? How about Jensi? <laughs> FedEx. Superior. <laughs> no, Fitz, Fitz and Jensi. <laughs> Fitz and Jensi. I don't know. I was thinking uh, of a character that could just be, like, but I don't like better with anyone else. There was an uncomfortable amount of mentions of Lynn and Wiley. Yeah. Yeah, that happened a lot. Um. Mm. But for, for the most part, whenever they had to, like, pair, pair up, it was, like, Wiley and Maruka. Yeah. Which makes sense. They're cousins. Yeah. So that was, and then Lynn and Morella teamed up. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. I feel like we don't have very much to say, and we're going to think of more stuff as soon as this turns off. Yep. So, is that our cue to end? I think so. This, this book, man. Was... Oh, yeah. I, I read most of this, like, during the school day, in, in, like, math, and I had to, like, I drew out the entire love triangle to explain it to my friend who's never read the books, <laughs> and I, I, mm, this book... Like, I, I, like, I mean, at least it didn't emotionally wreck me, so, mm-hmm. in, like, the way that I would be, like, crying. Yeah. But it took my brain cells. At the end, it says, um, in the acknowledgments, it says, finally, since I am 100% positive that my brain, that my tired brain has forgotten all kinds of super important people, here's a space for you to fill in your name. Z. And in the blank. I wrote in, my brain cells, R.I.P. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this, I, I couldn't focus for a lot of the last five, four days. Um, just because this book, and I can't find anyone else who's read it besides Sita. Hmm? I was like, right I, about the tree in the background. Yeah, the tree, there was a tree in the background. I still don't know what's going on in the Kavo scene. No. <laughs> okay, but we were also, oh, hopes were answered because the cover, all the places I wanted to be holographic are holographic, which is nice. I yes. like that. I like shiny things. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, okay, I'm going to finish here before we just start rambling about nothing. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ravenclaw Podcast. Hopefully we didn't, like, totally ruin the opinion of this book. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was still in, all right. Can, it wasn't my least favorite Kipo book. Yeah, which was, which one's your least favorite? Oh, I don't know. Wait, g- give me the back of the... I did not enjoy Flashback. I have all the books right there, too. Oh, right. But I can see them all together here in a line. Um, <laughs> They're all together in a line on my shelf! Okay, well, I can easily say my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the first one uh, and Nightfall and Never Seen are my favorites. I did not like Lodestar or Flashback. I don't remember anything from Flashback like... was the 300 pages in the Healing Center, mm-hmm. and then uh, Sophits, and then Matchmaking. And Lodestar yeah. was, Keith, come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> One of my hidden talents is being able to make, like, voice cracks. Okay, we'll do another episode ranking the books. We don't have to. Oh, yeah, maybe. like a tier master? Yeah, we, we won't have to do this right now. Uh, email us at ravenpuffpodcast at gmail.com if you want a shout out a uh, question or whatever uh, please include your first name or whatever you'd like to be called and your pronouns and if you want fan affiliations go ahead yep. um, peace we out we need more time to process this goodbye <laughs>